name of Jesus, amen. Sometimes life is hard to make sense, especially when a teenager dies too soon while an elderly man outlives his children and some grandchildren. Or when a certain part of the country experiences drought while another one experiences floods. Or a, an employee of 25 years is laid off while the same company hires a new college graduate. For the 12 disciples this morning, Jesus too was hard to make sense of. There are two examples of when Jesus didn't make sense in the present moment. Now you might not have noticed it, but when the gospel reading says that the disciples remembered, it's as if they are finally making sense of something. At the time, the disciples weren't quite sure what was happening, but later they experienced clarity. They got it. Now, how much later was that? For them, it was three years. As the Bible said, when therefore Jesus was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered. What exactly didn't they make sense of in the present? First, it was Psalm 69.9. Zeal for your house will consume me. Now, at first glance, one might believe that it simply is making reference to what's happening in the temple. However, there's more to the zeal than just in that present moment. The zeal is best understood when we understand it to include what Jesus said a little later. Destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. Jesus' rebuilding made sense of that scripture. For the zeal that it spoke of wasn't going to allow destruction to be the last word. And secondly, the disciples had a hard time making sense of what Jesus just said about destroying the temple and rebuilding it. In fact, no one at the present moment understood what Jesus was talking about except for Jesus himself. Because unlike us, who were let in on what Jesus meant, no one there at the present time could have understand that Jesus was talking about his body. They all understood it to make reference to a building. Jesus didn't make sense then, which caused, for some of the Jews standing there, anger and frustration. However, for all of us who were reading, there was some foreshadowing. We know that things will make sense for the disciples when Jesus rises from the dead. If the twelve disciples hang on to then, when the disciples remember what Jesus did and said in light of the resurrection, understanding and hope will be born. Not just for them, but for us too. In that moment, Jesus didn't make any sense. And 
It wasn't until after the resurrection that he did. That's when the disciples remembered. And I'm sure we've all had experiences like this, where something in the present moment doesn't make sense, only to make sense later. In fact, this is the one-year anniversary for the tsunami that happened in Japan. And through the past week on the radio, commentators have been making this statement. What does it mean for us now? is another way of saying we're still trying to make sense of the tragedy. There's other tragedies, though. In fact, I know of a pregnant 20-year-old girl who has cancer. And I know of a couple who's had a baby with the heart born on the outside rather than the inside. These do not make any sense. And anger and frustration is normal. But because of the resurrection... Because of Jesus' rebuilding, there's at least hope. What Jesus does today in the Gospel reading is shows us that in the present moment, life might be senseless. Things might be senseless. But because hope is born in the resurrection, we too might remember like the disciples. And how this happens is when the crucified Christ is put in the center. When you make sense of life through Jesus, through the crucifixion, it radically looks different. Because through his death and resurrection, Jesus gives us hope that there will be at some time a point where we will remember and make sense. The great struggle, of course, is the wait. That wait might be three years like the disciples, but it could be even unto death that we might have to wait in order to make sense. Now, Martin Luther, when asked by a grieving mother why her son committed suicide, had no answer for her. And all he could do was bring her before the foot of the crucifixion, to the foot of the cross. Because Jesus' tragic death can actually encompass that kind of tragedy. And by encompassing that tragedy or any other tragedy with the crucifixion, by encompassing that with the crucifixion, it's saying that destruction will not be the last word, but Christ's rebuilding will be the last word. Going to Jesus' death, something that appears to be destroyed or senseless can now be set on a path that leads to life. At the foot of the cross, we experience hope. That tells us we too will remember and make sense. But for now, as we continue along, for some of us, as we wait for that moment... Our Lord does give us those things in which we can find strength and hope to endure. Because in holy baptism, we are joined to the death and resurrection of Jesus. Which means yesterday's tragedies now are co-opted by Jesus' plan and caught up in the resurrection, where we can actually experience the newness of life. And in our Lord's holy word, 
we hear how this world now is remembered according to Jesus, thus helping us to make sense of it. And finally, in the Holy Supper, we are embraced by his love when our senseless moments, our tragedies are traded for his holy body and blood, his crucified and risen body and blood. And with that exchange, he gives us hope. Hope to stand up today, walk out of here, and live. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>